0: hey welcome back to the dad's patch podcast hey guys welcome back to season two of the dad's patch podcast um i hope you've all been well and you're enjoying the new year 2020 is upon us um can you believe it huh I know, I remember when there was a all that uproar about Y2K, and that was like 20 years ago. Anyway, thank you so much for coming back and having a listen. Um, yeah, season two, um, I'm going to put together probably about five or six new episodes in this season, um, and yeah, I'm going to be kicking off with bedtime stories. I guess each episode this, year, this season will be about something that's kind of in our daily routine that helps us get by his parents and helps Taylor to grow into the kid that he is. And, yeah, we started reading to him from, I don't know, maybe from one year old at bedtime, um, maybe even earlier, and just getting into that routine at the end of each day. Um, going to get showered, brush teeth, just started to settle down, and it hasn't always. Probably, most probably not more so than has helped settle him at, at bedtime. And yeah, what was intended to be a time to relax and chill actually I me mean, sometimes was going a bit more riled up. I think, and yeah, I take full responsibility for that, especially when. I'm doing the Hootie story, which I'll come on to in a little while. And um yeah, it just came a little bit excitable just before bed. But, you know, it's all part of the fun of having a son and, and being a parent. So you can't all be just, like, serious. And So, yeah, so bedtime stories for Taylor. It's been really good because it's been a, ca- a way of getting that stories told, getting back to some of the old ones, especially when we started with nursery rhymes right at the beginning, and it's nursery rhymes that are generational, you know, that, but they've stuck with him, and we just built those up, and he got to understand them more and more as we did them each evening. And I think it really helped um, his development, just his, like, vocabulary and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's just good fun for him to go through the first books and there weren't too many words, just more pictures for him to pick up on. And there's one in particular where he's like counting dinosaurs and stuff. And it was amazing. how quickly he picked up on the fact that there are a certain number of dinosaurs on each page and he'd pick up on little things like what different animals were doing in each picture and he'd remember it next night and stuff. So yeah, it's It's been good. I've enjoyed seeing him enjoy books, you know, because I I definitely enjoyed books growing up. Um, uh, yeah, we was like going to the library quite often and we didn't exactly have books read to us in the evenings, not that I recall anyway, but, um, as we got older, we definitely all enjoyed reading, um, and, you know, it's just, it's nice to carry on that tradition. And so, yeah, so now we're onto to chapter books even. So it's like actually progressed from just picture books and um, Ill- more, more illustrated books to now chapter books. And I'll let the little guy tell you his favorite books in a little while. He can. Uh, he's done a little recording and his, um, he's getting better at them. He's actually enjoyed this one. So hopefully going forward, we can get him to speak a little bit more and get a bit more confident with the microphone, which will be good. And so, yeah, so what can I say more about bedtime stories In the fact that I think more parents should be doing it? If you're not doing it already, um, I think you should put it into your routine because it's just a nice time to relax with your kids you know if you've had a rough day and stuff and and i know it's a thing a time thing sometimes most of the time but i think just making the time i mean that routine of going to bed and getting ready and settled yeah it was quite a long process to begin with and but it's just all part of it and i think now it's Probably done for like 15 minutes max. Um, and so that's pretty good going. And that's just a nice way to end Taylor's day. Um, with his parents there just chilling and enjoying five, ten minutes reading. And so basically Andrew will read a book to him, whatever book of choice it is that day or that week. And then once Andrew's finished, I'll go in and we do um the Hootie story now I, th- I think it was like two three years ago and um, there was a, a fundraiser around auckland in new zealand um with different owls located in different places um and it was a fundraiser for i think it was a starship and um, children's hospital and we went around and found all the different owls and clocked them all and logged it and that one of the owls um there was actually giving away cuddly owl toys, which Taylor got, and it's all it's just been his favorite cuddly toy ever since. And um and we call it Hootie. And so every night once Andrew's done a book, we'll do a Hootie story. And it's basically at uh, the owl toy. Once Taylor's gone to sleep, going off on an adventure, and they'd be like rescuing a puppy, going back in time in his little time machine, or so whatever Taylor thinks of as a subject matter or a topic, that's what we do. We just do a little story, like three or five minutes, and uh, so it's quite good fun. And sometimes Taylor chucks in other toys or some other characters. So so it's that's probably why he's a little bit more wired after the story because he's got his imagination going. But um, I also like to think that it helps with his dreaming as well, um, and get getting him settled. So yeah so that's basically our nighttime routine. routine um, and we love it and then encourage more parents to do it. And just thinking about it probably even before um, Tad had come along with Andrew and I thought um, reading books at bedtime was a good idea and we questioned why more people didn't do it to um, so the point we put it out there and we didn't Apart from some close friends, not many people did read stories to the kids at bedtime. And um, we thought, well, more people should probably do it. And um, what with Ange working at the local hospital, we thought it would be a good idea to get at least at the hospital where the kids are stuck in bed all all the time and really struggling with coping with illness and surgery and stuff it'd be a good time for our parents to read to their kids. So we did a little um, fundraiser even back then. And this was pre-Oki Charity Days as well, before we did even any of that stuff. Um, so there was basically a, a venture called uh, Bring Back Bedtime Stories. And what we did, we got in touch with some local publishers, publishers. Um, and we asked them if they had any... Because they, they were always giving books away and stuff. And so we thought, I oh, will just ask them if they got some spare books or new books that they can give to us. Um, and that was really cool because uh, I think it was Hatchet and maybe Penguin or one of the others. Um, gave us a big box of books. And then uh, we put it out there across social media to say this is what we're going to do. And... Um, got a friend of ours to do a bit of like branding for it and stuff. And yeah, I think in total and um, what with the publishers books and, um, ones we collected from our friends, family and, and a few other people, there must've been like 200, 250 kids books. And so, yeah, we've, we collected them and took them to the hospital, dropped them off and, uh, yeah, the kids' hospital were blown away that we just managed to collect all these books and hand them out. And um, it was quite cute, actually. We were, when Taylor went into the hospital, he was pitching high years and stuff, and wasn't, well, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, in the reception area, there was like a whole heap of books, and we were just going through them, and um, we opened up one of the books, and it was a book. It had our stamp in it. It had the ones. It was one of the ones we handed over to the hospital. So that was quite cool. That um, something that we'd put together as just a, a little bit of a fundraiser in and the initiative to try and get parents in hospitals reading to their kids. Yeah. We actually ended up being one of the parents reading the book. So um, yeah, and I must say we've still got all the branding stuff for that um, campaign and um, bring back bedtime stories. Um, if anyone's interested in doing it for one of their local hospitals, please just get in touch. Just uh, email me at dadspatch at gmail.com and I'll send it to you. You can have it. You can, um, because I'd encourage getting books into more books into schools because amazing that schools are actually shutting libraries down and stuff and uh, even like national libraries are closing their certain sections and um, parents who are struggling to access books through the cost of them because I know here in New Zealand for example books seem to be really expensive and um, I don't know why but um, they're a lot more expensive than in the UK and so that's trying to get parents over that stumbling block of costs. And they don't always have time to go to libraries and stuff either. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's a good way of getting books into the hands of parents who might not otherwise have access to them. Because um, you don't really want that to be an excuse for kids not being able to read or um, get a bedtime story. So, yeah, I mean, I'll encourage... The the branding can be used anywhere, you know, it can be used by corporates, by libraries, by hospitals, or if you want to just do what Angela did, reach out to some local publishers and um, local groups and just set up a little book drive for your local community, then yeah, it's all yours, just get in touch. Um, So yeah, I've kept rambling now for a little bit, so maybe it's time for an ad. So here it is folks, this is a very special announcement for season 2 of Dad's Patch. We've got a collaborator! Yeah, this season we're collaborating with ABC Reading Eggs. Um, If you haven't seen it, you need to check it out because this is an award winning program that helps teach your kids ages between 2 and 13 everything they need to read. I tell you, it's absolutely fantastic. Taylor started using it recently and he can't put his iPad down, which is good. You know, we want him to read as much as possible in whatever format. So this um, app is really interactive and it gives you lessons and games and activities and access to over like two and a half thousand ebooks. So there's so much content in there and it's all designed by expert educators from Australia. And you can tell it's good because there's like 10 million kids worldwide using the app. Um, so yeah, just a bit more about what you get with it. Your, the ABC Reading Eggs is basically, it's one-on-one reading lessons and there's stuff in there that teaches literacy skills, um, from phonics and site word recognition and as parents you can actually access like assessment reports to see how the kids are getting on, to see if they're improving over time and and yeah and there's just really cool reward system in there for the kids so they get like acorns and tokens and prizes when they get through so many activities and then they can buy things through the app um, just things that the characters can buy in the shops and stuff, which is really cool um, So yeah, so through ABC reason eggs for this season of dad's patch We're going to be giving a, th- a free 30 day trial and within that trial You'll get access to programs for 2 to 4 year olds the so ABC reason eggs juniors and then for 3 to 7 you'll get ABC Reading eggs And then for 7 to 13, there's ABC Reading Express, um, as well as ABC Math Seeds, which is the maths portal for it. So if you're interested and you want to check it out, head to the information on this episode. And there's a link in there to ABC Reading Eggs and you'll get free 30 days. Check it out. So if you're like skipping through this episode to try and find the bit where like Taylor's chatting, because I'm pretty sure that's why you're listening to season two. is because you want to listen to uh, little cute Taylor having his little bit and have his say. Well, this is it. This is a time. This is when he jumps on board and uh, has his little say. So enjoy. Hey, hey Taylor. Taylor hi how are you doing good are you ready for dad's patch season two yeah or do you know what we're going to talk about today what bedtime stories <laughs> do you like bedtime stories yeah do you have them every day yep who reads them to you um mommy mommy read your stories doesn't she yeah then what do i do do you know hootie story. Hootie stories. Do you like hootie stories? Yeah. Do you want to tell people what hootie stories are? Yeah. What's a hootie story? Um, a hootie story is with an album named Hootie. Okay. And what happens? What does he do? He saves people. He does usually, doesn't he? So yeah. we just make it up, don't we? Just make up a story every night about what he does. Yeah. yeah It's pretty cool, isn't it? So what's your favourite bedtime story books? What's that one called? Do you remember? This one is Gigantosaurus It's called Gigantosaurus And there's a page I always like. Which page is it? No, there's one. where he says Wayne mm-hmm. Which one is it? Oh. This is Him like is it, is it after he's like pretended to be scared? Not like the flip page. Oh the slip up page right at the back. Yes. Right. I think he might pull that out, dude. Yeah, look, he's "Oh, there it is!" Look, ta-da! That's when a big dragon source has his lunch, and everyone thinks that he's eating the uh, little guy, but he hasn't. Has a Shh, just in case people haven't ready. And what's the other book? That's how that I'm called. The Ugly Five. Ugly Five. Ugly Five. Yeah. You like these books, don't you? Because it's the same Julie Donaldson and Axel Schaeffler. You know they wrote? What? They wrote... Gruffalo? The Gruffalo, they did. so I saw that on here. Yeah, so they, wrote, they did that one too. They you did. like the Gruffalo, don't you? Yeah. So they did that one and lots and lots of other books too. And what's that one? Is that, like, your most favourite book in the world? Yeah, because it's Oi Frog, Get Off, Get Off a Lot. Yeah. Get off, get off the floor, (laughs) get off the mat. But there's another one called Oi Cat, Get Off the Mat. There's quite a few, isn't there now? Yeah. There's, like, Oi Frog, Oi Cat, Oi Dog. And... or the Blue Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. They Are these your favourite books? Yeah. Are they funny? Yep. Hello. And they, they rhyme, don't they? And you Hello. have to... Hello. ...work out what all the different animals are. So, would you tell people to read these books? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Bedtime stories? No. You sure? Yes. I say bye then. Bye. I have to say, it's so much fun recording with Taylor. He just cracks me up every time. Um, he just got such a good sense of humour, and again, I think he does come back to the kind of books that he likes reading, like he mentioned the Oi Frog books, and just the. Um, they're definitely aimed to the parents as much as the kids, the sense of humour, and he just cracks up and laughs out loud when he's reading them, just because of what the um, animals and that get up to in them. So, um, so yeah, so I'm pleased that, as well as from us and school and other people around him, he's picking up a sense of humour from the books he's reading. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, if you've got any book recommendations that you can, you think Taylor should read, then please do send them through. Um, we'd love to hear them and get give chance Taylor a chance to read them too. You know, so um, yeah. And if you're interested, just let me know, and we'll um, we'll send you a full list of Taylor's favorite books because he's got so many. Um, <laughs> maybe it's time for us to have another. Bring back bedtime stories, drive, and send another lot of books to the local hospital. So, um, but yeah, it's that's the thing is that books they're not just for Taylor. Eh? I mean, I think having a book at the end of the day to just get stuck into and lose yourself into is just as good for the parents as it is for the kids, and um, because. I know I find that it's especially working from home and um constantly looking at emails right up late into the night and stuff and just getting on with things when it's quiet. When I get to bed, it's sometimes hard to just switch off. So um just having a book just to read a couple of chapters and um yeah. Usually for me it's more um sci-fi or fantasy as opposed to um non fiction and stuff just because I won that escapism and yeah it's it certainly helps. At the moment we're just reading um well we've just Ranjana and I both just finished reading the Shadow and Bone season series by Lee Bardugo. Um so there's three books in that series: Shadow and Bone, Siege and Storm, and Run and Rising. And I have to say, it's probably one of the best um, fantasy series I've read for quite some time. Um, and I think um, they're actually making this series of books into a Netflix series, which, if they do it right, and they don't just like skim on bits and pieces. Could be bloody epic, because um, the books are amazing. And I got and the other season, supposedly for her to read, but I'm actually reading them now. Um, so I got the, um, it's another Grishaverse season by Lee, and there's two, The Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, and it's, it's kind of totally different story but set in the same kind of kingdom and again it's just a great read I'm really enjoying them and so I think yeah most of the big fantasy series I've read like Lord of the Rings and um, yeah all the Game of Thrones ones like all of them so that was quite an epic I think that took me about 18 months to get through them all and um yeah I watched them before the yeah, TV shows, even so, everyone was wrestling on about Game of Thrones, this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, I don't know why you're upset because that didn't happen in the book anyway. So, so yeah. So, if you're stressed and you can't switch off at night, I fully recommend getting yourself a good book, something that's not too grim, <laughs> something that's just like, I mean, if you want to do nonfiction, do nonfiction, but just do something that's going to help you escape and just switch off as you go to bed. And I think that's about it, folks. I think that brings us to the end of episode one of season two. Um, It's been a pleasure. Um, as I said, get in touch. If I can help you get a book drive going in your local community, wherever you are in the world, drop me an email and I'll send you the stuff about bring back bedtime stories. It's all yours to use. Um, get in touch if you've got any book recommendations. Um not really one for book clubs really. Just don't have the time. But I'm definitely be keen to hear about any cool books for Taylor and happy to share any information on books that Taylor's enjoying. Um, And yeah, if you're not reading to your kids, be they your kids or your niece, your nephew, or if you want an excuse to just spend time with friends, kids, and stuff, then reading at bedtime is pretty cool. Um, I have to say, even when we had um, friends come visit us, um, we had Bettina come over last year, and Taylor made sure that he read him a story. So. Yeah, if you come to the Dixon household, be warned, you have to retell her a bedtime story. It's part of the agreement. So thank you for listening. I'll get working on episode two and I look forward to chatting again soon. Take care. Bye. Hi, I'm Taylor. I love you.